been so long. It feels like it's been so long since I've done a solo episode. I was in Texas for a very long time. It felt a little bit longer than necessary, but I had a blast. Thank you for coming out to the shows if you came out. Moon Tower was so fun. I'll get into all of it. I did like a random little one night in Philly. I'll tell you all about it. Um, The first thing that just popped into my mind as I was sitting here waiting to begin recording, I started singing um, Mike Posner's uh, Took a Pill in Ibiza, Ibiza, and... Mike Posner, if if I'll I'll sing a few lines from the song just you know to refresh your memory if you're not a huge Pose head, but uh, you know he has a song that's like I took a pill in Ibiza to show Vici I was cool, and then he has the other song that's like You think you're cooler than me? You got your hush and and um, anyway, that man just keeps popping up on my TikTok, on my Instagram, and he's really doing, I don't want to call it a comeback, but I feel like right now with TikTok, it's at the point where people realize that they kind of have to just start doing it, whether they like it or not, because Instagram is becoming garbage. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but my posts have gone downhill Unless you're posting some kind of video, like no one is engaging with the photos. You gotta like have your full booty hole out on the timeline for it to receive any sort of interaction. So it's kind of just dying. Like there's not, oh my God. Okay, despite everything I just said, as bad as Instagram is becoming, I just got an insane follower. And I didn't know if I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because I want to play it cool. But I don't know if I can play it cool, guys. I simply cannot. You know, in Hollywood, a lot of people try and play cool. I'm going to tell you guys the coolest story from last night, the coolest follower I got on Instagram. And like, obviously, if I were to meet this person, I'm not going to freak out, but it's just cool. Okay, without further ado, here's the story. I was flying home. I was in Texas for Moon Tower. I was in Texas um, doing my own headlining shows. And then I went to Philly straight from Texas. And then from Philly, I went home. And so I'm flying home on my six-hour flight. Lee, will you remind me to get back to Mike Posner? Because I really want to talk about him and I might get sidetracked. So I'm flying back from Philly. And it was annoying because I guess I'll just get into the whole thing. Okay, we're starting from the beginning. So I flew out to Texas for Moon Tower Comedy Festival, which is part of like Just for Laughs now. Just for Laughs is like this Canadian comedy festival. And I guess they like bought Moon Tower. I don't know anything about business, but it was like a combo festival. And it was incredible. It was so much fun. We were staying in the heart of Austin, right by Dirty Sixth Street, which truly is so dirty and disgusting. Um... And we were staying at this cute hotel. And it was so funny because this hotel was really interesting. There's the Thompson Hotel, which is also connected to the Tommy Hotel. And the Thompson is very fancy and nice. And the Tommy is kind of like its younger brother who's still getting his shit together and like lives at home with his family. Um, Because the Tommy is like very tiny rooms and the bathroom It literally has a toilet in the shower. 
It's prison style. It's like prison style, but very cute and chic. It was like a sexy prison. If that was prison, I would be there right now. Get me on a schedule. I want to get ripped. Prison truly... I mean, there's people on TikTok in prison making dance videos, and it doesn't look that bad. I mean, I'm sure there's downsides to it, but there's downsides of being out in this so-called free world, as we like to call it. It's not that free. I still have to pay my taxes. I have to pay parking meters. There's so much that's not just free about being free that honestly, besides, I think the biggest downside to prison, um, and obviously we've had Abner from 60 Days In, um, you know, I got to chopping up about prison with him and just, you know, besides potentially getting in a fight, which clearly I'm not good at. I don't know if you guys have seen me fight, but I'm very bad at it. Um, But I think the worst part just about the prison style of living is truly just the food. And even that, I'm like, I'm sure I could, I'm sure I could get used to it. I love like beans and a carb. I love a carb heavy meal and I don't like lukewarm food and I don't like buffet style or I don't mind buffet style. So honestly, I think I'd thrive. I would, I would read the Bible I'd become spiritual. I'd become probably more enlightened and a better person. I'd get super jacked, I hope. Imagine going to prison and then just not getting jacked. It's like you got to do something with all that time you have. Benny, come here. Come here. Um, oh, he is so klutzy. He almost fell. That You know when you watch something and it sends shivers down your toes and into your b-hole? Every time I see him try and do some sort of skill, it always makes me so nervous. Um, so, yeah, I was at this very chic prison style Tommy. And you could tell, you know, they put everyone, any SNL cast member who was at the festival, they put them in the Thompson. Um, and then, you know, the big comics they also put in the Thompson. Whatever. It keeps me working towards a goal. Maybe next year if I go to the festival... Um, my goal will be to be in the fancy hotel, but I didn't mind. My sister even came and visited me. We cuddled in my tiny room, um, but I had a blast. The shows were so fun, but truly, I think the best part of it was just getting to see comics who I don't get to see all the time, you know, like people in New York or people who are just busy. Like it was just nice hanging out with the gang. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any notable stories from Moon Tower. There's none that I'm like thinking of at the moment, but maybe something will pop up later. But yeah, I did the festival and then I was doing shows afterwards in Texas after Austin. um, I had like two days of just nothing. And so then... After that, I was going to San Antonio and then Houston and then Dallas. So I had two days off and I saw that the king himself, Gavin DeGraw, was performing at Antone's. And if you don't know Gavin DeGraw, I don't know where the F you were in 2005. I think that's about the right time of his prime. 
Gavin DeGraw's the dude who sings, I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. And I am on such a Gavin kick right now. He is making a comeback. He is. He he got on TikTok. He made a silly little video with the, he was on the piano playing I Don't Want to Be, but he was like, I don't want to be on TikTok, but my manager said I have to be whatever. And it's like, Gavin, embrace it. We're all happy you're here on TikTok. We're happy to see you. I am. I bought merch. I bought merch at the Gavin DeGraw show. And I stuck around for the whole thing. And I had so much fun. He played all of his new music that's going to be released soon. And his voice is incredible. This man is truly such a talent. I'm trying to get him on the pod. He followed me on Instagram. And uh, he got me into the show because the show was sold out. So I just said, I DM'd him. I said, hey, Gav. Hey, Gavi. What's going on? Can I be on the guest, guest list? And he said, yeah. So, yeah, I was on the guest list for Gav's show, Gav D, Gav DeGraw. And then he played the classics, and it was so good. His voice, it's like, it's a little country. It's a little, like, um, poppy. It's a little soul. It's a little R&B. He can do it all. He has a voice that just can do anything. It's incredible. I had a blast. I made friends at the show. Man, I was I was thriving that night. Never felt better. And then, uh, and so then, okay, so that was like I think my last night in Austin. And then I went to San Antonio. The show was great. Loved it. Then I went to Houston. The show was pretty good. I met this girl. I'm blanking on her name, and I told her that I would remember it, and now I'm blanking. But I remember the weirdest things. Of course, I don't remember her name, but she's from this place called Manny, Louisiana. Manny? 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 I think it's just M-A-N-Y, but if you have an accent, like you're from Louisiana, it sounds like Manny. So anyway, she's from Manny, Louisiana. She gave me some crawfish recommendations because I'd never been. This was her second time seeing me. And we love a supportive queen. She brought her boyfriend. She said her mom likes my podcast. I mean, I love the people who show up to my damn shows and say hi after. It never ceases to blow my mind that people actually listen to this thing. But here you are. Here we are. We're doing it. I do it for you. You do it for me. We're all in it together. Um, and then Dallas, boy, oh boy, I did not like that show. And I, I, I think I needed to humble myself because all my shows at Moon Tower were fun. San Antonio and uh, Houston were really fun. And the Addison Improv is always my favorite. Always my favorite show of that run of Texas. The crowds are always good. They're always full. I always do great. And I had this guy come out to take, to film my set and, you know, like make clips out of it or whatever, just like kind of archive this set. Um, and I was so stoked because I'm like, I've done so many shows. I was just at Moon Tower for a week. I did all of these shows there. Then I just did two headlining shows. And now this is my last one of the run and my favorite place, whatever. It couldn't have gone worse, guys. Couldn't have gone worse. And everyone, you know, the people in the audience who stuck around after to say hi to me, like, they all seem to have enjoyed it and liked the show. But personally, it was a nightmare. 
these people came out and they were so sweet afterwards. And they heard me on um, Powerful Truth Angels and they're like, yeah, we wanted to come out to your show. And so I'm like, sick. But let's do a little rewind. When I was on stage, you know, I had just been to all of these clubs like six months ago. And I don't have that. I have some new jokes, but I don't have that many. So I'm always very like self-conscious and insecure that I'm like not writing enough. And when I'm on stage performing towards the end, I feel like I'm just like, I'm like, my body's getting hot. My face is probably getting red. Like I am not feeling good about my performance. And this cute couple in the front is like, I was like, oh, is it cool if I do some new jokes for you guys? This couple in the front is like, yeah, do new jokes. But the tone that they said it in made it seem like they were disappointed with everything I had done thus far. So I'm like, oh, my God, like, were you guys here last time I was here? And they didn't say anything. And I just got so paranoid. I was like, damn, I feel like I'm being judged so hard right now. And I'm like trying to like I'm I'm coming. I'm I'm like running things that I've never even said out loud that I were just thoughts that I've had. And it's not going well. And then after the show, they're waiting for me. I, I like to go out like 10 minutes after the show just to let the people who don't want to stick around leave. You know, I only want the real ones sticking around. I don't want to force anyone to like have to say hi to me. And they were there. And I was like, did you guys like like that? Like, did you guys have fun? And they were like, yeah, we'd never seen you before. And I'm like, then why'd you say do new stuff? You've never seen me before. I got to stop catering to the audience, okay? I'm doing only the hits from now on. It, I, I mean, they meant well. They'd never been to a comedy show, period. This was their first show. And I'm like, y'all got to pipe down if you go to another show. Because you're going to make whoever's performing feel like shit. Ay, ay, ay. But overall, um, it was fine. I'm just very hard on myself. And I want it to be great. I want people to like go home and remember it and tell their friends. I want them to come back next time. I just didn't. And then the poor guy who I paid to film my set. I was like, delete the footage. We don't need it. Even he was like... His original asking price for filming the set, even afterwards, he like messaged me the next day. He was like, he cut it in half. He was like, yeah, you know, you don't have to pay me that much. That's how bad my set was that he was even willing to lose money. He was like, yeah, no, I mean, it's all good. It's all good. But whatever. So then I was in Texas for like 10 days, such a long time. I mean, I love Texas, but I was just getting so tired. I'm like, I want to go home. And then I flew out to Philly from Texas, which is like a three-hour flight or something. So now I'm like six hours away from home flying. I'm way further. And I do this show. It was super fun, though. It was the Philly Fringe Arts Festival, something like that. I did the Stamptown show. Uh and it was super fun. Did you guys hear that burp that, like, you heard it? Okay, cool. It was just, like, so bubbly. You know when it gets foamy in your mouth? Ugh. It's a little burpuccino. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I had an orange too early in the morning, so I think it's, like, just a little bit of the acid reflux. But, uh, yeah, so I flew to Philly just for one night I thought that I was doing like 20 minutes on this show and I got there and they're like, you're doing 10 to 12 minutes. 
So I'm like, okay. But it was nice because it was like a showcase. I got to see more of my friends. Robbie Hoffman was there, who I just adore and love. I got to get her on the pod soon. Mary Beth Barone was there. Um, Great New York comic who I love. And uh, other comics who I like, but, you know, those were the ones who I was like, hell yes. We had girl time. We hung out in my hotel room after we were eating cheesesteaks. It was beautiful. Like, I I just love comedy hangs, and I know there's going to be a point in my career where that doesn't happen that often. So I just take advantage of every time I get to just, like, be in some shitty holiday and express with, like, great comics who I know are all going to be successful and won't be staying in a holiday and express, you know? Um... So anyway, go to Philly. Then the next day, fly out, fly home. And it was a six-hour flight. So now I'm like, I flew to Philly for one night. Now I'm flying six hours to get home. And I'm on this flight. There's no, there's no free Wi-Fi text messaging. And if I want to buy the Wi-Fi, it's $30 for Wi-Fi. Sometimes I'll just buy it, but I was trying to be like, Ali, you don't need to just like keep refreshing your Instagram on a plane, like do something. So I read a little bit of my book and I surprisingly was able to fall asleep. I was, I was snoozing. I was drooling. That's the best drooling on a plane. Nothing feels more free. I mean, it's disgusting because I drool I sleep, I pull out the food tray, which is already disgusting. I don't even wipe it down. I just say, you know, give it up to God. I give it up to God. I say, whatever sickness I'm meant to have after this will happen. So I lay out the folding tray for food and I put my arms over it and I lean down and I crank my neck in the most terrible way for my body. And I snooze and I wake up and there's just a puddle of drool down there and I have to wipe it off without my seatmate noticing how much I've ejaculated spit onto the tray. But that's how you know you're in a good sleep. Like even at home, if I'm not drooling, I'm like, I'm not well rested. That's how you know you're just, your body is at complete, like just letting go. Your body is completely turned off. The drool, oh, I love that. I love when it's like a little bit crusty, but so moist and thick on your cheek. It's such a good feeling. Anyway, so I had that kind of slumber on this flight and I needed it because as soon as I got home, I had shows that night. But anyway, I had no Wi-Fi on the flight and thank God I didn't because that feeling of turning off airplane mode, I'm a naughty girl. I turn off airplane mode like once I start seeing buildings. It doesn't do anything. It's there. There's this myth that it's gonna we're gonna crash if all the phones are turned on. They're gonna lose signal. No, we're gonna be just fine. I turn it on because I'm always. It's more of a curiosity thing. I like knowing at what point in the descent that the Wi-Fi starts working, just in case for some reason I have a jet pack and I want to have service while I'm flying. Like, I just want to know what the level is where the Wi-Fi, where like the, you know, 4G LTE, the 5G just clicks. So I turn it on pretty early. As soon as they make that descent announcement, I'm like, here we go. Tom's chicken. And, uh, and I got, and I got service, but I wasn't really checking anything until I got off the flight and I get off the flight I'm in the terminal. I'm waiting for Mary to get off the flight and I'm refreshing my notifications and I'm seeing if I've missed anything. 
And I, it's interesting because I had Comedy Central posted my stand-up on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all of it. But they'd posted it like on the 26th and now it was like the 30th or something. And they had posted another clip. So now there's like more followers coming in. So I had a good amount of followers, follower like notifications. And I don't really like check every single person who's following me, but this one stuck out for whatever reason. And, um, wow. Yeah. So I check and I see this person's name and it's a celebrity but I'm like, surely that was a mistake. I didn't know that Comedy Central had like reposted my standup. So I thought, anyway, this is, I'm telling this in the most boring way. I'm just saying that I have a lot of followers out of nowhere. So I'm just kind of like browsing. I see this one celebrity's name and I'm thinking it's a fan, a fan account. And so I'm like, oh, it's probably like spelled weird. Like maybe the A is spelled with an O. And so I click on the profile Lo and behold, I see 17.1 million followers verified. And I'm like, this is the real person. It's not a mistake. I am now being followed on Instagram by Channing Tatum. Shut up. Yeah. Real life. He must have liked my Comedy Central set. He hasn't DM'd me or anything. I'm playing it cool. I'm not going to message him. I did briefly add him to my close friends list just to see if he was watching my stories, but he wasn't. So I took him back off the close friends list because I feel like that's a weird move. But I do have Dua Lipa on my close friends list and she doesn't even follow me. But that's just in case she happens to see my profile and sees a green circle around it. But yeah, I'm like my brain just started swirling the minute that I saw that I was like okay Magic Michaela we're doing a spinoff of Magic Mike and this story is about his younger sister Michaela who was adopted at birth he didn't know that he had a sister but it turns out that they both have this internal instinct for dance and um, strip dancing and erotic dancing. And so he finds out that we're siblings when I open up my own club or I'm just like really popular at this one club where I do these dancing shows and we kind of have like beef, you know, his club and my club are beefing. And then we just realize that we're related. And that's Magic Michaela in a nutshell. So Channing, you know, once I write the script, I'll send it your way. But yeah, Channing Tatum is following. It's no big deal, guys. It's really no big deal. I'm not even that phased by it. It's just kind of cool. But um, you DM him the whole script. Yeah, I'll just uh, yeah, I'll send him it. I think Instagram DMs like cut you off after a certain point, so I'll just have to keep sending him. It'll it'll be like. 120 missed missed messages but yeah that was cool that i mean i don't know whatever it's not that big of a deal i'm very cool guys i'm very hollywood you guys are here before my big before i get corrupted by hollywood um speaking of which hollywood is being taken over by netflix is a joke the festival I feel like they're ISIS right now. Netflix is a joke feels like ISIS where they're just throwing their name on every and any comedy show around town. 
Because you know how like ISIS, like there would be like we'd hear about a terrorist attack and then ISIS would be like, um, yeah, that was us. And we're like, I don't think it was you. And they're like, no, definitely us. Definitely us. And it's like, okay. That's what this comedy festival feels like. It's like every show in L.A. is just like a Netflix show, but no one from Netflix is there. I mean, it's cool. It's good promo and like they're getting, you know, more advertisement for their show. But it just it seems like a lot. It just feels like they're trying to get like a Guinness Book of World Records for being the biggest comedy festival, which it's like, okay, go off. King Ted Sarandos. I don't know what he looks like. Could we pull up? Could we pull? I'm going to pull up a photo of uh, Daddy Ted. Ted Soros? No. Who's Ted Soros? Uh, Soros is somebody else. Okay, yeah. Ted Saranda. Oh, okay. Okay, he's like a normal-looking guy. For some reason, I thought he was going to be some crotchety motherfucker. But he seems like a chill-ass fucking dude with a good haircut and a sharp suit. Okay, Ted. Go off, gang. George Soros. Why am I thinking Ted Soros? I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing. I'm mixing the two of them up. Can we blow up that photo of George? Is that George or Ted? This is George. Okay. Do you want to see Ted? No, I want to see George blown up. Not like physically. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So George is giving me deceased vibes. Ted is fully living and thriving. Um, yeah, so they're just doing this giant, giant comedy festival. Every show's a festival show. Um, I got to do the 88 show at the improv with Avery Pearson, and that was fun. I didn't even do comedy. I just did this, like, singing bit where I sang A Star Is Born, and it was kind of like, it, it was like a joke in the show. Um, it was fun. I did, uh... I'm doing tonight, I mean, the episode will already be out, I've already done it at this point that you're hearing it, but I'm doing a show tonight at the Peppermint Club for SiriusXM's Netflix radio, um, part of like the Are You Still Listening thing. Um, so I'll be, I'm going to be, I'm a serious XM girl now. I'm a satellite radio comedian for my first time. I'm going to be on satellite radio. I'm doing a seven minute set and I got to figure out today what my set is going to be. What do I want people to hear when they're on a road trip and they're sick of whoever they're driving with? And they're like, just shut up and let's put on the comedy channel channel. What is going to be the type of humor that's going to make them get out of their, road trip headspace funk and say damn this is a funny bitch right here i gotta figure that out but that'll be fun and then after that i'm doing a show at the comedy store tonight it's like 50 years of working at the store and um it's like a showcase of all the comics who have worked at the comedy store so i think that'll be cool um and then yeah last i didn't know i mean i wasn't doing like these huge shows at the festival And because they're doing so many shows, I'm like, surely they're not giving everyone like an artist pass for for the show, you know, because there's just so much happening. But sure enough, I did my friend Greta Teitelman's podcast yesterday as part of the festival. Another thing, part of the festival. And I did her podcast and they were like, I think you should have credentials. So I went and I checked in and sure enough, I got a swag bag. I got my artist pass. I'm looking like a boss bitch out here in these Netflix streets. And so I went to um, 
I went to lunch with some friends, Julio Gairotti, great New York comic. He just filmed, um, he filmed a set with the Pete Davidson and Best Friends show at the Fonda. Um, so he was out here for that. Got lunch with him, Nicole Amy Schreiber, Brian Simpson, Josh Adam Myers, and um, Julio's buddy, Zach, I believe his name is. And um, and Brian was doing a show at the Palladium. They have this outdoor space. And I didn't go because I didn't think that I was just allowed to, like, wander into the various shows and stuff. And so I went, and it's, like, this whole thing. They had, like, a backstage artist area. It was very, like, Coachella, but in a parking lot vibes. Um, so that was cool. And I looked cute as hell. I looked very casual. Um, and it was just kind of, it was one of those events where you're just shaking hands, taking photo booth photos. And I thought I was going to end my night at that. I thought that was going to be it for me. I did that. It was a lot of socializing. It was cute. It was fun. And I went home and I put on my PJs and I laid in bed. I did not wash my face. I wasn't ready to do that. And I don't think I was planning on it either. I was laying in bed and my friend texts me and she goes, hey, do you want to go to the, should we go to the Dave Chappelle party? And honestly, at that point, I was like, no. I was like, he's probably going to, there's like another week of this festival. I'm like, he's probably going to have more parties. And she was like, this is his last one. And I was like, say no more. I threw on my rhinestone pants. I threw on my sexy little bustier sexy top where my boobies look all big and juicy. And I picked her up and we went. We went to Dave Chappelle's party. We did not have an invite, but it's like supposed to be four comedians. So we were like, yeah, but if we go, she, I guess he throws them in New York. And normally it's like if you're a comic who like, is in the mix, you know, not like open mic, but if you're in the mix, like typically you just kind of go. So we went and of course at the beginning it was like a hassle to get in and like everyone I knew was walking by the check-in place. So like, Ali, are they not letting you in? It was somewhat humiliating, but also like for some reason I like didn't care that much that I wasn't able to get in. I was like there, I shouldn't be able to get in. This is a place where I'm like very happy to get turned away from. You know what I mean? Like, sure, part of me is like, yeah, I deserve, I guess, to be in the mix of, like, the comic soiree. It was a comedian's ball. It was a party for comedians. So part of me is like, yeah, I'm a comedian. I'm wor- I'm a working comedian. But then the other part of me was like, yeah, but I'm also, like, not a part of the Chappelle crew. So that's fine if I'm turned away. Anyway, I was able to get in. They let me sneak in. Um, and I had to cover up my phone. But, boy, if I had my phone out... Buster Rhymes came out with Twista. In this episode, I think what I'm realizing is it's kind of an episode that's a throwback to my youth because because Gavin DeGraw and Twista are two people who I interviewed as a child when I was on the radio. Ryan Seacrest was trying to do this spinoff like TV show, like daytime show. Not daytime show, but like almost like an MTV TRL type of show. And there was like a segment where I would like interview some of the artists who were performing on his television show. And so I remember asking Twista if he could rap Sally Sells Seashells by the Seashore because Twista is notoriously the fastest rapper in the world. He has a Guinness Book 
records for being the fastest rapper alive. Um, I don't know if that still stands, but um, anyway, so I'm like a seven-year-old little girl being like, Twista, can you rap Sally Sells Seashells by the Seashore? Um, and then Gavin DeGraw, I don't know if I interviewed him, but I definitely have a photo at some point of me with him at that show. Um, and so I just, I feel like, I feel like my youth is just coming back in a big way. I keep having these dreams about Ryan Seacrest, but maybe it's because I keep ending up in these conversations about being on the radio. Cause like this dude, Sypha Sounds, he's in New York. He used to be. Um, on the hip hop radio channel, channel in, uh, in New York. And so I was telling him about when I was on the radio and we were bonding over being on the radio. And so, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Ryan Seacrest is playing mind games with me right now. Um, but I'm wondering, cause sometimes when this happens, when stuff is like reoccurring, like these kind of, I feel like something's going to happen. And maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to like run into him at like a restaurant or something. I just have a feeling. There was one time where I was obsessing. I mean, don't make fun of me, but I was really obsessing over the Panic at the Disco guys. Brendan Urie. I was in this like phase where I would just watch YouTube videos of him and like watch all of his interviews and live acoustic performances. And right after this phase, like in the middle of this phase, I went out to dinner for my birthday with my sisters that we kept postponing. So my birthday is September 8th. And I think we ended up having the dinner like October 16th. And he was eating at this restaurant like right by us. So I had to say something to him. I feel like when, so we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. But anyway, yeah, Bus Rhymes, Twista, Dave Chappelle. And this was the coolest part to me. John Stewart was there. I mean, that's a cool motherfucking guy. It was very like, I don't know, there were a lot of like random people there who I don't know, but I'm sure that they were like in the clique of either Dave or Busta or Twista. Um, And then there were like comics that I knew. And then there was like, you know, the industry folks, the old agents and managers. And um, yeah, I couldn't play it cool. I met like one of John Stewart's managers. And when he said that that was who he manages, I was just like, I was flabbergasted. My jaw was to the floor and I'm sure people are like, Oh, cool. That's really cool. Like how long have you been doing that? And I was just like, are you serious? That's so fucking sick. I can't play it cool with things like that. Like it's too exciting. It's way too exciting. I was just staring at John Stewart while Buster Rhymes was rapping because I'm like, I need to see what John does in this situation. And it was cool that it was a no phones event because I was shaking my booty and, you know, I was having a good time. Um, but then it felt like a casino. Like I was so tired and I was like, I think I've been here for like an hour. That's plenty of time. And I left and it was like one thirty in the morning. And I think it went until like three. But I just I'm not I'm not a night owl. I hit my limit and I call it a night. It was fun though. It was a blast. They had these weird like entertainers. They had like these burlesque performers who were like really niche. There was like some S&M like rollerblading sexy duo, burlesque duo. It was wild. They had like a like a chain type of thing, like a leather belt that they both were. I don't know. It was crazy. You had to be there, guys. You had to be there. Sorry, maybe next year. 
Um, I go full blown Hollywood in this episode. I'm like, yeah, it was really cool. I can't actually talk about it because I signed an NDA, but like, yeah, everyone was there. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Also, also, um, Netflix is like, you know, they're taking, not taking over a hotel, but I think they're like set up at a hotel for like people who are out of town and they're doing like breakfast there and they're doing like dinner there, like free for the artists. So I'm not, I don't think I'm going to buy groceries this week. I think like after this podcast, I'm honestly, I think I'm going to go to the hotel and see if they have food. Because guess what? Not that many people like there's going to be so many leftovers that they're going to throw out. And I'm just trying to do my part and protect this planet by eating up all the buffets at the free Netflix set up at the hotel. I mean, that's what it's for, right? You're going to have me on these shows. I mean, I'm not doing that many shows, but I'm going to take advantage of this free meal system. They have coffee there. Yeah, I'm. That's one hundred percent what I'm doing after this. Yeah, because I think they have a, like they have fried foods and stuff until five, so I'm good. Man, I'm gonna get that out of here. I'm gonna wrap this bad boy up. I'm trying to get some free food. There's nothing, and it's like nice food too. Mike Posner. Yeah, so Mike Posner, he's just been popping up a lot, and I really like. I really like, I mean, there, so Gavin DeGraw, I was thinking about this. I've been really on a Gavin DeGraw kick and, and this kind of goes with my point of Mike Posner. There's these artists. And I think nowadays with social media and like all these platforms, like people can get really famous off of one song and then not that they're not good, but like sometimes the other songs just don't have the same like insane rise and I think that that's fine because I went to see Gavin DeGraw for those songs that I knew. And then I got to hear him play these other songs and it just gave me this whole new appreciation for him. And like with Mike Posner, you know, like he has like these, I mean, maybe I'm also an idiot and I don't know, but to me, I'm like, I only know like three Mike Posner songs, but now he's doing like, there's this resurgence of like people getting popular again off their formerly popular songs and like trying to grow from that. Like even, uh, even my boy who came in, uh, 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 hold on. I'm blinking. My brain is so bad. I'm going to wait. It's going to come to me. Don't tell me. Carolina liar, Chad, his name's Chad Wolf, right? Okay, yeah. I knew it was Chad, but I'm like, he's not a douchebag, so it wasn't connecting for me because the name is so different than his personality. Um, Yeah, like even Chad, you know, his big resurgence with his song that was like super popular back in the day and now making a comeback. Like, it's just incredible to see that. And I just, I love seeing it. I'm trying to make a TikTok today. That's my goal for the day. I'm doing this stupid shit. I'm like filming myself brushing my teeth. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll like, I'll end up posting this one, but I, it's, it's too much. You have to set, I have to set my phone up just to brush my teeth. It's hard enough for me to simply just brush my teeth in the first place. Now I have to find a camera angle and a filter. Cause I look like death. 
Uh, yeah, no thanks. Oh, it was super cool in Philly at the show, um, this festival. They had a uh, sign, they had two sign language interpreters, which rocked. I think every venue, every comedy club needs to have sign language interpreters because, you know, deaf people aren't like. Could you imagine having to request, having to buy tickets and then request an interpreter to come to a show? Like, just have them available. I just, I ride. If there's one thing I do, it's I ride for the deaf community. I I was riding for the deaf community before, Coda. What were you doing? You weren't going to deaf meetups at Starbucks. You weren't learning sign language on YouTube from Bill Vickers. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Meanwhile, I have completely stopped doing sign language. I want to get back into it, though. (sighs) Maybe tomorrow. Is there anything else I wanted to say? Let me check through my... I was gone for so long. It's insane. Okay. Oh, I took my doggy to the vet. And the vet was like... I was like, how old do you think my dog is? Because my dog looks old, but I think he's young. We were told that he's maybe two, but they didn't know. So I asked the vet, I'm like, how old do you think the dog is? The vet's like old. And I was like, okay, no. Like, my dog has energy. Meanwhile, he's fully asleep right now. Like, my dog, when he gets running, he's bolting. He's a smart dog. I think he's young. And then he's like, yeah, maybe two, no older than four. I'm like, okay, thanks, doc, for your great expertise we have to get his teeth cleaned because he's he ate a bird the other day he caught a baby bird mid-air one of those you know those tiny little cute birds they're not hummingbirds but they're really small those cute little tiny baby birds I don't know. He, I guess I was out of town, but I guess on the walk, he like chased after one and caught it midair and it burst in its mouth. He chewed down on it and blood squirted everywhere. Like a gusher. Like a gusher. Oh, speaking of, that sounds bomb. Speaking of throwback, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so he fucking killed a bird. It's disgusting. I don't want him to lick me anymore, but I still let him. But he does need to get his teeth cleaned. So I had to take him to the vet to, like, check him first. Um, And then... Hmm. There's this comic who I didn't know about. I, like, knew of him, but I hadn't seen his stand-up, and I saw him perform at Moon Tower, and I, like, became obsessed and fell in love with him and think he's the funniest person in the entire world. And I know that not everyone is going to love him, but I truly just adore him. His name is Pat Regan. And that's all I have to say about that. Google him, watch his YouTube, like, comedy sets. I truly am obsessed with his comedy. I got to see um, Rosebud Baker and Andy Haynes' live podcast to Find Your Beach, and that was really entertaining and fun. Um, I got to hang out with Jessica Kirsten and see her podcast in person. I did a show with fucking Mark Marin. That was sick as hell. I was pumped to do that because I was like, we're going to be in the green room. That means he at least has to say hi to me. And that's all I needed. I got to see Pete Holmes. I stopped by the Are You Garbage live podcast and Pete Holmes was, was the guest and he was so nice and cool. I had a good past few weeks. Yeah, this was this has been a solid time. 
I hung out with the legend Lil Sasquatch. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's like anything that I put in my calendar that I'm possibly missing. <gasps> I got the best massage. There's this woman who I met at Skankfest Houston. They had um, in the green room like a massage area set up. And there was this woman who gave me a massage, one of the best massages in my life. She's based out of San Antonio. So I was like, when after after Moon Tower, I'm going to hit her up. Her, her Instagram's called like Touch of Serenity, I think. She's based in San Antonio, but she does like house calls and she travels for massaging. She's the best. And she's hired, I didn't realize this, she's hired through Live Nation. So when there's huge like arena shows, they'll hire her. So she's worked with like Kevin Hart. I think she's worked with like Jennifer Lopez. And now me. She's the best. So I got a massage by her. I treated my feature act, CJ Landry, to a massage as well. And I was going to, like, pay for his or whatever. She fucking hooked us up. Free massages. I didn't even have to pay for his broke ass. It was so beautiful. Obviously, I tipped. But, um, yeah, I was like, wow. I felt so spoiled. I hung out with my uncle. We met up. Oh, this is so funny. This is so funny, but this feels like a Patreon only. This feels like a behind the paywall moment. Do we need to timestamp it? Um, no. Okay. Okay, so this is for Patreon only. Sorry, I'll get back to you guys later. Back to the regular program. Um, yeah, so I, I met up with my uncle. Uh, I went to Philly. What else? Um, yeah, I did. I got in town. I did a show the day that I got in. Did Greta Teitelman's podcast, uh, Super Senior Superlatives. We did that at the W Hotel for Netflix. Got a lunch with my friends. Went to Dave Chappelle's party, which was very cool. Um, and then that's it. Yeah, tonight I'm doing a Netflix recording for SiriusXM. And then I'm doing the Comedy Store show. What else is coming up? I'm... Hopefully I'll have some road dates coming up. I'm sure it's going to fill up. So hopefully I'll see you on the road. As of now, I only have my San Diego gig in June. Um, but I'm doing local shows. But I'm probably not going to promote those because I just want to work on new stuff and get funnier. So when I go on the road, I'll have better material. Oh, but if you are in L.A., there's a show that I would like you to come out to. Um, May 13th, I'm doing a... Actually, no, I don't want you to come out to that. I lied. Guys, have fun. Be safe. Be well. I love you. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mukowski. We do a Zoom hang every month for my top tier patrons, whom I love so much, whomst I love so much, who I love, whatever. Love you guys. Stay safe. Why did I say that twice? What's going on where I'm in my head? I'm like, you guys are crazy. You guys really need to stay safe. Anyway, have fun. Live life. See you next week. I miss you already. Mm. Oh.